Hey everyone, this is Sam Culpepper bringing you the Culpepper Chronicles, where myself and special guests hope to bring you, the listener, more information in regards to self-sufficiency, fieldcraft, survival, marksmanship, gear, and theory with the aids of not only personal experience and opinion, but historical and technical documentation as well. All in the hopes to better prepare you for impending collapse and hard times to come. Now, pull up a seat and let's get down to it. This is Sam coming to you with Season 2, Episode 5 of the Culpepper Chronicles. Uh, body armor and you. So this is uh, the next in line that I spoke of in the last podcast. Um, I wanted to do this to expound upon the uh, episode I've done last season regarding uh, kit selection. Where I just kind of said, do you need a plate carrier and talked about that. I didn't really get too heavily into the specifics. Now, I want to say that I'm not a scientific tester for body armor. I'm not the be-all, end-all subject matter expert on body armor. Um, I've had several different types in the past uh, for for various reasons. And um, I've got some experience talking with other people who've who've used them in a professional capacity, um, as well as just kind of an informed opinion over the deal uh, based on research and talking with others and things like that. So uh, I've had several people, uh, even just today, say, hey, there's a bunch of Black Friday deals right now on different body armor. Should I buy it? Um, Is it worth it as a civilian prepper, preparer, uh, potential warfighter, however you want to look at it? Um, Is that something that I should get or should I allocate it to other things? So hopefully this will help uh, answer that question to a degree. However, uh, I want to start off with discussing the types of body armor that you can be looking at. So realistically, if you were to just broad stroke it, you've got soft versus hard body armor. Um, soft body armor is going to be your uh, Kevlar vest, um, something like the, uh, uh, the, the things that, are, that police wear as far as uh, under their uniforms. Those are going to be uh, your examples of soft armor. Hard armor is going to be your ceramic or polyethylene plates. Um, soft armor is typically handgun up to 44 mag rated and uh, some shotgun round rated. They are not made for high velocity uh, rifle rounds. They're just, they're, they're not made for that. Um, not all hard plates necessarily are either without the use of soft armor backers. So um, if you were to look at soft armor options out there, you're looking at something, in, in, in my opinion, the, the top tier, if I was going to buy soft armor, it would be that that's offered by Cry. Uh, Cry Precision has their soft armor suite and it's uh, articulated and anatomically uh, built. It has to like stay on a, uh, a basically it's like a dummy torso when they ship it to you. It has to stay on that um, for it to uh, for it to stay in the correct shape and everything else. So uh, it, there's a lot of meticulous design into that and what's so nice about it is it's going to fit extremely well underclothing. Um, so if you were someone who needed a low-vis option and your threat matrix looked like mostly handgun and not a lot of rifle potential, then man, that is definitely the way to go. Uh, it's it's top-tier pricing, it's top-tier options, but it is definitely worth it. 
However, if you were looking at more budget options, you're looking at something like a law enforcement vest. You see them all the time in surplus trade-ins. I mean, there's flea markets down the road for me that sell surplus goods, and they will occasionally have them for dirt cheap, and that's just the 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 police vests and like the IOTV vests and stuff like that that are all soft arm rated. Um, as far as hard plates, I talked about their ceramic and poly. Uh, someone in, out there is screeching about the fact that I didn't say steel. And the reason being is I still, even with the advanced technology of steel plates today, do not feel is a worthwhile endeavor. Uh, they are going to weigh more. They're going to suck when it gets cold. Um, their threat potential as far as what they stop, yes, it's kind of there. But at the same time, unless you get a quality steel plate, you're looking at spalling and fragmentation coming off the plate and like hitting you in the neck and the arms and everywhere else even if you do get hit um the back face deformation i've seen really bad uh results from that i've seen i've seen good results too but for the most part they're bad i i hear tell of course i don't know anyone personally who has been shot with steel plates but someone who was shot with a steel plate talked about the uh the amount of shock that distributed to his body it didn't necessarily deform the back of the plate but the, he felt the shock of the round all over his body. And subsequently, that person also took around in a ceramic plate later on, you know, a couple years later, and said it was nothing like the steel plate. Uh, it, it absorbed it a lot better, and he didn't feel the trauma across like his entire back. So that's you know an opinionated thing. It's hearsay. It's not my personal experience. I've never seen that tested. Uh, but it is something to consider. So ceramic versus poly... Um, that's going to depend on the rounds you expect to face as well as how much weight you're willing to deal with. Um, ceramic tends to be more protective than poly. However, ceramic also tends to uh, weigh more. And the reason being is polys are typically defeated by extremely fast rounds. Uh, however, as years progress, there's no telling what the future is going to hold. We'll have extremely like two-pound plates that stop everything for all I know. But as it is right now, if you're trying to decide between ceramic and poly, the best thing to do is to look at the armor options uh, that you're, you're budgeting for and compare what their threat level guarantees are and see if that's going to cover the rounds that you're potentially going to face. Um, when it comes down to the levels of body armor, you're looking at level three or level four. I know that there are, you know, three plus and four plus and things like that. But if you just break it down, it's three or four. Uh, the big difference is four is typically going to be thicker and a little bit heavier, but it's also going to protect more in the fact that they are usually uh, AP or armor piercing rated. Um, they're going to stop uh, bigger, faster rounds like the uh, 762 by 54R. Uh, so your Dragonovs or your Mosinagants, uh, those all those both take that round. It's also going to stop 30-06 AP. Um, so, or, and in my opinion, in, in formulating that based on talking to other people if you're someone who's facing like deer hunting rifle caliber rounds i would wager that a level four plate's going to stop that a lot better than a level three plate is so that's something to figure in as well uh i, I mentioned uh the in conjunction with plates or, or when you had to have soft armor for hard armor to work uh there are level three uh and I believe maybe level four, but at least level three for sure, ICW or in conjunction with plates. Those are plates that only guarantee the threat protection if they are backed by soft armor, whether that's a full soft armor vest with a uh, ceramic plate over the top of it, or um, 
a ceramic plate in a in a plate pocket with a soft armor backer. So uh, when you deal with those, make sure you're paying really close attention when you're buying stuff. And if it's not a standalone plate, which means it requires no backer, then it needs to have that uh, soft armor behind it for it to uh, actually protect against the threat that it's talking about. So the issue with that, to a degree, is when I, I see it marketed a lot where we've got these level three ICW plates and they're super light and they're super thin, but then by the time you add the backer to them, they've equaled the same thickness of a standalone plate and oftentimes they're around the same weight. So I would say that unless you are someone who is working in a professional capacity where you had something like the Cry um, Soft Armor Suite on and then you may have to respond to a rifle-rated threat, um, that I wouldn't mess with the ICW plates. Um, however, at the same time, if you are someone who was in like a urban environment where you're trying to remain low profile, um, things aren't necessarily like end state, end of the world, oh my gosh, everyone's running around with rifles, but you still wanted to have protection because there's a high uh, logistical likelihood of facing a handgun threat. If you were someone who's walking around with like a soft armor vest or the cry vest underneath your clothing and had some ICW plates and a lightweight plate carrier in your backpack or something, that would, that would make a lot of sense. Um, you see that a lot with law enforcement, um, and, and they are, they seem to be really big and that's kind of the going trend right now is they will have like a level three, uh, soft armor vest that they wear under their patrol uniform. Um, and then if they're having to respond to a hot call, like an active shooter or something like that, they'll throw the, uh, the plates on over it and they're a, a lighter and thinner plate because they're an ICW plate. Uh, but they're getting that full threat protection because of the vest under it, as well as filling in the voids that plates don't cover, um, with that, that soft armor, which is a thing. Um, plates are only going to cover what plates are going to cover. They're only going to offer you protection in those areas. So is it necessarily a bad thing to, to tear your body armor? Um, no, I don't think so. I think that there's nothing necessarily wrong. If you were someone who wanted to spend the money on the cry, uh, body armor suite, which is the, the anatomical cut, and then roll ICW plates over the top of it, man, go for it. If you're always going to have the cry soft armor under it, then ICW plates, I, I don't see anything issued with that. Or if you were someone who uh, wanted to have standalone plates, you could do the same thing with standalone plates. And then you would gain that protection in the areas that the plates are not covering. So your flanks, uh, the, the gap areas between plates, up in your shoulders area. So not necessarily a bad call on that either. Uh, when it comes to choosing whether you need armor or not, you need to factor in your location. What is your location, uh, not only geographically, but threat matrix and level-wise? If you are someone who lives in a very rural area where you have a very low threat matrix, um, the only thing you may have to face is like your citizenry turning against you. Okay, there is that, poten that potential, but realistically, even if they do turn against you, do they have access to firearms that your armor can even combat. So if everyone's running around with deer rifles and you're walking out with level three ICW plates, chances are they're not going to stop that rifle round anyways. Um, that's when you're looking at things like level four plates. Um, there is the prevalence of AR-15s and AKs out there right now. No one can deny that. Um, everyone seems to have them. I I'm all for that. Uh, but if you are trying to, uh, hedge your bets against things like that, um, yeah, then maybe armor makes sense. 
if you uh, live somewhere that's got a very, very high crime rate or if you're in a city, I think armor makes a lot of sense, um, more so than anything else, just because of the area you're in and the amount of blind spots and advantageous ambush positions that uh, criminals and others can have against you. So, uh, let's see here, covered location, uh, armament of threat, threat matrix level, movement, movement's another big thing. Um, you have to figure out if you're going to be moving on foot or via vehicle. Um, if you are not having to physically strain yourself in movement, which would be like a vehicle or something like that, armor makes a bit more sense. If you're going to be strictly uh, vehicle-based, armor makes a ton of sense because there are bullet magnets. However, if you're going to be covering vast distances on foot, it may behoove you to not have armor and, and sacrifice that protection level for the ability to move quicker and over uh, distances longer with less fatigue. Uh, the workaround of that would be like if you wanted to throw the uh, armor in, uh, throw the armor plates in your rucksack, like in a, in a slip PC or something like that, throw them in your rucksack, and then uh, on your movement, not have the plates on because plates tend to suck with a rucksack. Um, as well as they add extra uh, heat trap, um, which is going to lead to heat rash and things like that. Um, and they're going to decrease your movement and they're going to increase your physical fatigue. If you throw them in your ruck, you're not having to necessarily fight them the entire time you're rucking, although you are still having to carry that weight. Um, lastly would be physical fitness. So this is something that a lot of people don't factor in. You've got guys that have never really done more than like five push-ups and a pull-up in their life, and they're worried about which plates they need to get for their uh, super high speed plate carrier and um, they are going to not realize the suck fest that is adding 10 to 15 to 20 pounds of body armor on top of your torso uh, that's it's a it's a real thing uh, the only way to combat that is to either not have plates or use the lightest weight plates possible but even then if you are uh, using front back and side plates even if your front and back are four pounds uh, and your side plates are like two pounds each you're looking at 12 pounds plus ammo plus gear. Um, if you're not used to any type of physical strain, that's going to suck regardless. It doesn't matter if you have the lightest plates possible. And realistically, most people are not going to fit the bill for a $1,000 single plate in order for it to be, you know, the two-pound ultralight high-speed plate. They're going to be sinking in uh, more budget-friendly options uh, like level four standalones that are four hundred dollars for a set and um those are going to be you know your six seven eight pound plates at that point you're looking at you know 12 to 15 pounds just for the front and back plate and then if you add side armor which side armor is a realistic thing uh despite how high speed everyone wants to be side armor is a thing and it, if you're going to wear armor you might as well wear side armor you're looking at an additional four to eight pounds there um I mean, it adds up to, you know, 20 to 25 pounds of just armor pretty quick. And then when you start stacking in mags and gear and IFAC and water and NVGs and all the other things that you're going to want to carry on your plate carrier, that stuff adds up super quick. And you are going to be a tactical no-go, as uh, Max Velocity would call you, because you can't shuffle yourself from one end of the house to the other without being so winded that you need to take a breather. So if you are looking at armor and you are dead set on having armor, um, be aware that it's going to be a physical fitness challenge and the best thing you can do 
is start right now working on that physical fitness. And then when you get your armor workout in it, every chance you get and get used to having it and get used to wearing it and get used to the weight distribution and the off balance that it's going to put you when you bend over, get used to all of those things. Because if you think that you're going to buy this stuff and put it in your closet and put it on the day that, you know, the, your time has come and you're going to ascend to being the, the hero valiant warrior of your neighborhood and you throw your plates on and you can't make it out your house without uh, falling over sucking wind you are just not doing anybody any good and you might as well just spend that money on band-aids and cans of spam or something like that uh, that's just that's telling it like it is uh, physical fitness is a huge thing um, I'm far from any PT stud or anything like that but uh, I still make strides every day to maintain physical fitness and gain physical fitness um, as well as everyone else should. And if you are looking at adding something like body armor, then you should be looking at it harder than most. Um, that's, just, that's just the cut and dry aspect of it, guys. Um, it's been asked to me, hey, you have armor. Do you, do you not have armor? I bought it, like I said, in the past. I've sold it every time I bought it because every time... I talk myself into it. I find out pretty quickly that it's just not something that I realistically need for my area and my mission set and the things that I'm facing. I would much rather leverage speed as well as increased carrying capacity along with just a better quality of life using something like LBE or even just a chest rig uh, than armor. I, I'm going to le try and leverage speed and distance from my threat as much as possible to uh, mitigate the need for armor. Uh, we're also looking at technological advances where uh, most armor, I would wager, in the next 10 years isn't going to stop anything. That any, Anything you buy now isn't going to stop any potential future uh, ammunition types in the next decade. It's just not. So uh, chances of it actually doing its job when the time comes, uh, I'd wager that they're not really there. It's the same thing with like NVGs and uh, passive versus active aiming. Uh, that's another topic for a different time. But we have to not only plan for today or plan for next year, but plan for a decade from now, if, it, if at all possible. And uh, I'd much rather spend the time and money and effort that I would sink into armor and a plate carrier and things like that uh, into uh, things that I can use now as well as uh, preparations for my home to extend the survivability and thrivability of my home. Um, and that's just where I'm at with it. Everyone has to weigh that decision out on their own. You have to make that decision for yourself and your family. Uh, you may be sitting here thinking, okay, this is all great information, but I'm still going to buy it. And if that's the case, go for it. I'm not someone who's going to sit here and tell you not to buy it. If you sit there and do a threat paradigm and weigh out risk versus reward and you think it's worth it, go for it, man. By all means, uh, swap that credit card and get it in the mail and get it in and work your butt off wearing it and get used to it. And I hope it works out for you. For me, it's, it's just not there. Uh, there are options, there are realistic options um, that I think work for a lot of situations. If I were to buy it today, right now, I'd probably just buy the Cry uh, Soft Armor and then maybe get some uh, ICW Level 3s uh, in the future. But realistically, if I've got armor on, it's because I'm in a situation where um, I'm trying to remain low profile, like if I'm having to go into the city or something like that, and it's just a volatile situation, but I'm trying to still maintain concealment. I don't want to stand out, I want to blend in and blend in with the populace, then something like the cry soft armor under a uh, button-up shirt or a t-shirt or a hoodie and rolling with the concealed Glock 17, that's what I'm going to be doing because I'm not doing overt work in that, in that capacity. I'm 
I'm going in for a reconnaissance mission or I'm going in for a supplies mission or I'm going in to make contact with someone to gain information. Um, I'm not, I'm not trying to stand out. I'm not trying to fight any fights. I'm trying to just protect myself a little bit more if at all possible, because every Tom, Dick and Harry's got a high point nine millimeter stuffed in their waistband. And that's what I'm trying to, to uh, protect myself against. So, uh, with all that being said, I hope this was helpful. It, uh, was a little bit rushed, but I wanted to get it out to you just because I've had a ton of people ask me today alone as far as the Black Friday deals and stuff. And I told them I'd get a video out, uh, or not a video, but a, a podcast out over it. So anyways, guys, I hope that helps. Um, as always, may God be with you and your family and I hope you'll have a great day.